a walk on my moon. Elvis ain't dead, you ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. Let me tell you, it's all interpretation. Oh my. To find the truth, you gotta read between the lines. Dang it, Bobby. Work out your own salvation. You are the best of white people. It's hard to find If it's more than a place It's a state of mind That's not how it works That's not how any of this works Jerry, just remember It's not a lie If you believe it You should never be allowed to talk to people There is a fine line between genius and madness Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together Mass hysteria God bless America Man, the Mark and Mac Show podcast. <laughs> Holy free holies, Mark. The world has changed a little bit, man. Yeah, see what happens when you get sick. I know. You miss a few days and everything wow. goes crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't even know how many days I've been out. Yeah. All I know is the last thing I really remember was I left and went to CrimeCon. <laughs> and yes, I think I came back and did one day after CrimeCon. I think that's right. I think and we did one day. Yeah, I one day so after CrimeCon. Yeah. yeah. Bottom yeah, line we is took like the, I, We took that Monday off because you right. were still, yeah, you were still just dragging oh, yeah. really bad from CrimeCon. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> now I remember. It was just all yeah. a blur because I thought I was just tired. I actually thought the week after CrimeCon, I was just exhausted from, you know, the CrimeCon stuff and yep. doing all of my other life. But I actually was getting sick and I didn't know it. And then one thing led to another. It kept getting worse. I thought, well, I just need rest. Mm-hmm. And then it was, okay, I get a thing every fall, pretty much. Um, I get a chest head, you know, kind of like a, trans, sure. a season transitional thing. Almost everybody has something like that during the course of the year. I mean, for yeah. you, your sinuses can go haywire a couple times a year and kill you just about. That's why the, that's why you see all the ads about cold and flu season, right? Yeah, because about right. this time of the year, everybody starts coming down with something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the change of season for yeah. most of us. And I've had it for years. And anyway, it lasts a certain period of time. It, it's not a big deal. You know, you don't go to the doctor over it. It's not, that's why they sell stuff at the store. So you don't have to go to the doctor. And right. thing is, is the first round of COVID when I went and saw what happens if you have COVID and they say, <laughs> okay. Here, you know, you're all afraid. You, the first time you go in for your COVID test and you're scared, oh gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to die if I have COVID. And then they come at you, you have COVID and they give you a piece of paper that says, it really isn't anything. Just use over-the-counter medication. And if it lasts longer than two weeks, come back and see us. And you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. This is the standard thing for the cold. You know, if you have a cold that <laughs> lasts longer than two weeks, that's what they tell you to come out, go see your doctor. Because any two weeks yeah. is long enough. So wait a minute, COVID's no different than that. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and to be honest with you, 90% of people who have COVID, that's probably what it is. It is nothing more than a cold that it was man. It was created by a man in a, you know, probably in a lab in China. Right. Yeah. And, and it was committed and they believe me, this is not the worst of the things they've created. I have yeah. a real strong feeling they might've created some kind of thing that's like monkey pox that jumps species, you know, and can become <laughs> the zebra pox. But at any rate, yeah. The other, the 10% of the people who actually go the next level on COVID, I think for me, it was the fact that I normally get sick this time of year and normally have a head and chest thing going on. And then I had COVID and I got COVID and mm. it partly from being on an airline flight that was covered up with people that were, you know, 
and attend yeah. GAN and partly being in a convention one, to be honest with you, since I work at home, I work out of a studio out of my house. Yep. Everything I do is from a studio in my house. And so I don't, I'm not in the world. People, I see people at the Dollar General, man. Right. I'm like yep. old man. I am like, yep. I think the kids walk up and down my street and say, I think he lives there. You know, they whisper <laughs> out on the road. You and you I should have him? club jackets. I know. Because I mean, it's, it's the same. I live the same kind of life. I never see anybody. How no. could I catch anything? Right. <laughs> and so I, I get out and I see people and there you go. I get sick. But it really did just, uh, it, it just exhausted me. And that was the part where I, I told Mark a minute ago, I said, you know, Mark was the one that pulled the plug, said, no, you can't do this. And so yeah. I was able to take the time off and just try to relax, to, to rest. And I'm not a guy that I, I don't require a lot of sleep. I don't nap, you know, I'm not that guy. And holy free holies, man, there were days where it, I, I became that guy and uh, mm. it just really was bad. But I kept thinking about our friend. I told this to you a minute ago, our friend JT, who got COVID oh. back a couple of years ago, JT does morning news talk in Birmingham on ERC for iHeartMedia. And then he's on what? 150,000 other stations <laughs> around the country. <laughs> I mean, he must. Like the we'll, guy. we'll we'll pay you here's your salary okay yeah. and for that you're going to do mornings on this station you're going to do afternoons on this station yeah. and you're also going to voice track these 72 other stations yeah. and that's you know <laughs> voice tracking is where you go into a studio and you record all the stuff on a music station and since you're yeah. only running six breaks an hour uh, only three of which have any substance to them the other two are just station liners it takes you maybe yeah. 30 minutes if you know what you're doing 30 minutes you can get out of a four-hour air shift and that's what it is and and so he goes into the studio and that's what he does all day. Well, JT is one of the best in the business. I love listening to him. He's, yep. in, he's entertaining. He does a great yep. job. Um, but after COVID, he never, he, his voice never recovered. And even now, um, years later, you know, and we're talking three years now and I hear him on the air and I think, wow, it just makes me hurt for him because he doesn't yeah. sound like JT. Yeah. He sounds old and JT's yeah. not that he's, He's like halfway between my age and your age, I think. I don't think yeah, he's that old of a cat. Yeah. But anyway, I was afraid of that. So mm. just after being sick and, uh, uh, but man-made COVID sucks. I will tell you that. Yeah. And, yep. But but Mark, how many other man-made things do we deal with day in and day out that we don't know are man-made? How many things do we deal with in our country today, politically speaking, that are man-made? They didn't just mm. arbitrate. They didn't just happen. Okay. Lee Harvey right. Oswald did not act alone when he was on the sixth floor of the book school book depository in, in, you know, Dealey Plaza in Texas. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he didn't act alone. We all know that. Or no, I say we all know that, but we don't. There are, yeah. there's a large percentage of people that believe the Warren commission, you know, the report that came out that is yeah. totally fiction. And they, they believe it because they believe the government won't lie to us. The news media won't lie to us. And I'm yeah. telling you, they do. And they did. And yeah. I don't believe we've had the truth since then. And I'm sure it was before then. I'm sure it really goes back to uh, probably 1912, you know, that, that election mm. cycle of 1912 and, uh, and what led after that. Because you ended up with the Democrats won the White House back because Theodore Roosevelt split the Republican Party with his bull moose party run. Uh, the Democrats end up in there. And what is the first thing that happened? They incorporate the Federal Reserve and institute the federal income tax, which, by the way, the federal income tax, go back and read the law, go read what was passed. And the, it says if you're in five times between 1915 and 1921, people sued the government. And five times between 1915 and 1921, the judges in the United States of America ruled that if your income was not taxable prior to ratification of the 15th Amendment or 16th Amendment, 
it wasn't taxable afterwards. If your income was not taxable before, it was not that this did not give the government the power to tax you. Yeah. And but they did. They just do it, even though it's been ruled against, even though we have the documentation, even though everything is there, they still take it and they will take your stuff if you don't pay. How is that mm. not the yeah. biggest thievery of the American people? And it's generational now. We're talking 110 years, 110 yeah. years. And what is Hey, do you see an article in the New York Times? The what is it? The news that's fit to print. You know, and yeah. what their thing all, is. All, it's all the news that fits to print. Yeah, you don't see Something any of that anywhere. That. So you got no, that yeah. happening in 1913. You know, and then you've yeah. got you know FDR during the 30s saying, oh, you know the <laughs> wait a minute, we're going to take some money out of your paycheck because you're too stupid to do it for yourselves. And we're going to put aside <laughs> your social security, and I promise you this: when when uh, they sent out these letters back in the original robo signing days of FDR and they sent it to little preachers in te in Kentucky you know these they sent it out to every preacher in that they had a problem with you know people saying the government's not good for this government the government is not supposed to handle our money like this and yeah. you had preachers that were sending it saying this is not right and FDR reached out to the christian preachers in america wrote them personal letters so they thought it was robo signed but FDR reached out to them and said this money is going to be set aside. It will never be part of the, it'll never be spent by the government. The government can't touch it. It's set up that way. And that was a lie from the devil. That was, if you mm. actually read the law, go read the law. And it said from the very beginning, it will be held in, in trust. However, if we need it, we're going to use it, which they yeah. did. Um, 10 years after it was instituted, 10 years after it was instituted, it became part of the regular budget. The regular fund. The government rate. will always find ways to need to spend money, your money. You know, so, when uh, governor in um, Wisconsin, whose name right now is escaping me, Mark. Scott Walker. Thank you. Scott Walker. Yeah. Um, when he ran as a conservative, he said, you know, he's going to cut taxes and we're going to raise revenue by cutting taxes. And the Democrats are like, you can't do that. If you cut tax, we got to raise taxes. And he's like, look, man, if you'll just study <laughs> how this works, you'll find yeah. out when you give people the money to spend, they spend it and you make more money yep. in the long run. Yep. And, uh, he's, and so he did, and they fought to repeal it twice, two different times. They had, uh, they, they tried to get him out of office while he was in the Democrats did. But mm. the first year after he cut taxes, they had a surplus. And what happened? The Democrats in the state were like, Oh man, can't believe this worked, but we, we're going to, we need it for this. And he goes, no, you don't. I'm giving it back to the people. I'm refunding yeah. this back. He's whether well, like, wait a minute. You you can't refund them though. That's our money. That's not their money. And he's like, <laughs> no, it's not your money. And Scott Walker fought that in his own state. He fought to pass the law and he fought to cut taxes. He proved cutting taxes raised revenue. Yep. They tried to get him out of office. Then when the revenue came in, they wanted to spend it. And when he wouldn't let them, they tried to get him out of office. It's like they lie, lie, and lie some more. And yeah. what happened to Scott Walker, Mark? Bless his heart. This is a guy who put his hat in the ring in 2016. And if you remember, he announced, I'll never forget it because I was a Scott Walker fan. It was uh, June of 2015. And I'm watching, you know, what's happening is the different, the different candidates were lining up. And here's Scott Walker in June of 2015. And he announces that he's going to be at the Talladega Super Speedway Dome, the Speed Vision Dome down there. Um, and he's going to have a fundraiser and it's going to be a really cool event. I pick up the phone and I'm like, I want to be a part of this. I'll, I'll host, I'll do whatever. And so they scheduled me to be there to speak that day to introduce. See, I wanted to meet him. And so I made a few calls, traded a favor and boom. <laughs> Two weeks later, um, 
Donald Trump announced he was getting in the race. In a, uh, and uh, <laughs> and that was in the world. And the world said, Scott, who? Yeah, it went from. And, and I mean, I it, the air because all what in uh, Donald Trump out Scott Walker, Scott Walker, everything Scott Walker yeah. did, everything he said, jo Donald Trump went, hey, that'll work. And he just <laughs> took it and went Shroomp, over here. Wow. And, wow. and, he already, and he already had the template. That's the other part. He already had the template for all of the answers to all of the questions that would be put forth to him because yeah. Scott Walker already did it. And mm. I'm not knocking Trump for taking a winning thing and running with it. I think Trump got in the race in 2016 to actually level up in the world of respect. I think Donald Trump had done enough TV. You know, he had he had come back from bankrupt from the from the edge of bankruptcy. He had saved his companies and everything else. And then he got on TV. He's this TV star. Um, with, you know, you're fired and yeah. the apprentice thing. And, and that kind of made him a little marshmallow. He had been a political pundit. You know, if you remember before he was on TV as the uh, apprentice, my goodness, he had his own line of the Trump line of clothing, which was yeah. up. It was expensive. And uh, to be honest with you, I have some Trump stuff from then and it was awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but he actually, I think had been on TV enough and he'd kind of watered down his image. He, he in the eighties, people would say, do you think you would ever run for president? Remember when Oprah asked him that? Mm -hmm. And he said, ah, you know, she goes, you sound very presidential. You sound like somebody who's looking and he's like, nah, I, I, unless a few things happen, I wouldn't do it. But he liked that. And he was mentioned like that for years, but then his private life, of course, you know, well, people went, yeah. there's no way the guy can be married 257 times and still be president. Yeah. We'll prove that yeah. wrong. But <laughs> after he became a celebrity, he needed some credibility. And so I think he jumped in that race in 2016. He had, he had toyed, he had toyed with it before. Yeah. But I think he got in it in 2016 to get 10% of the vote and then drop out that he was going to hop in, get 10%, you know, of, of people saying I support him and that he could then walk out and say, you know what, it is taking me too far away from my business. I have to get back involved in that. But with 10% mm. support, he could now be on those talking heads panels on the network television shows and be respectable again. I think that's mm. what he was doing it for. And the mm. problem was he said some crazy things because that's all he was trying to get. He said what he thought. And to be honest with you, the American people went, he's right. This is crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, this, how can you take what he says and turn around and call him racist, misogynistic, and all these other horrible things when everything he's done is the opposite of that. And yeah. every time they did it, he fought back. And that's why we liked him. That's why people responded to Trump. He didn't yeah. let them beat him into a corner and beat him into submission with lies. He mm. stood up and said, you're a lying sack. You know, when Rosie O'Fat started attacking him in the 90s, Donald Trump yes. stood up against her. He stood up to Rosie O'Fat. Nobody else did. You know, yep. Rosie O'Fat does what says whatever she wants, and nobody would pick on her because she's a, a fat lesbian. Because you can't yep. say that out loud. You can't say right. she's a disgusting fat pig lesbian. Because if you say that, you end up getting suspended from your job or whatever. Donald Trump, he just called her. When she attacked him, he attacked her back. And people went, finally, thank you, Donald. Can you, you know, it's like, I want to, I want Donald Trump to run a marathon and I want to buy his dirty socks and take right, them yeah. off of his feet at the finish line and cram them in her mouth and make her suck on it for a week. Mm. That's what I want. Thank you, Donald. And when you think about it, that is where all of this misogynism and all of the, 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 the right. you know, attacks, all that stuff started back then, because you can't. Well, in our society yeah. today, if you tell the truth about somebody, that's right. hate, yep. right? It's hate speech. And yeah. so 
they labeled him that way back then, back in that back and forth with Rosie O'Donnell. Oh. And Rosie O'Donnell, who got the the moniker the Queen of Nice, remember? They oh. talked about how she was the nicest person in yeah. television when she had her daytime TV yeah. show, and everybody loved her. Of course, the yeah. stories have come out since then about what a, yeah. a hellscape it was to work on her show. Hey, but, by the way, same thing that happened to Ellen DeGeneres. Exactly. Remember? The exact yes, same thing. Exactly people, the same thing. The people yep. got tired of the image. They got tired yeah. of sitting here going, she has this image of being so nice and people love her, yep. but she's horrible. But you remember what got Rosie fat? It was when uh, Tom Selleck was on her show to promote the guns at Kmart that he was, you know, they had like a, a Tom Selleck uh, gun thing at Kmart mm -hmm. back in the 90s. Okay. And he went on her show to promote something. That's what he was there for. And she attacked him. And he's wow. like, you know, I came on here to promote this. That's what you guys said you wanted. And that's what we're doing. And he was calm. He was classy. Yep. And she came out as this crazy thing that she is. Yeah. And that was the beginning of her downfall. You know, it was that yep. finally that outing of you attacked a guy who was being polite. He was being nice. <laughs> People like him. You know, he's got a high TV cue. He was just being Tom him. Selleck. That's who he right. really is, you know. Yes. <laughs> and you attacked him for being a nice guy. Oh, my goodness. And that you're yeah. right, though. That's what got Donald Trump, you know, people labeling him. And yep. and the liberal media being the way it is. I mean, think about it, Mark. With Israel over the weekend coming under attack and having to declare on Hamas, you've got the um, Acacia, you've got the, uh, the Tlaib and Ocasio-Cortez, oh, that whole yeah. group. You don't yeah. hear any of them, you know, condemning any of it. You've yeah. got it. The squad is all quiet. And I'm wondering, and I said this to a friend over the weekend who was asking me questions about it. And I said, you know, the saddest part for me as an American citizen is I have friends that are Democrats. They're just foolish. You know, they're, they mm -hmm. are Democrats, but they really aren't, you know, they kind of think they're kind of Democrats because that's who their parents raised them to be. Right. But they're really not. Yeah. Uh, they have, they, they really don't believe in the Democrat party platform at all. At least I don't think they do, but anyway, yeah. Well, they don't know uh, what it really is. Right. So they think but, they know what they they think they know what their party stands for. Yes. But they don't. And the thing and is, because, I wonder how can yeah. any Jew in America be a Democrat, Mark? How can any yeah. Jew in America support the Democrat Party? Because yeah. the silence from the squad, that's the Democrat Party. That's yeah. truly the Democrat Party. <laughs> it's not really silence. They're calling for the they I think they're kind of in lockstep calling for a ceasefire. They uh because although you want to put those those poor people, those poor yeah. people in Palestine who are going to be suffering. Well, guess what? When a terrorist organization hides inside the population, they they hide their ammo dumps. They hide their their uh, their missile silos. They hide all they hide all of these places in, in the in in family residential areas and fire on the neighboring the neighboring country. Guess what happens? People end up getting killed because the, the terrorists use terrorist tactics and it's the terrorists who are getting these people you know innocent people killed nobody else yeah. but they come out and say we should we need to de-escalate really yeah. who but, escalated yeah. by firing 500 missiles mm -hmm. actually it's been it's it's in the thousands now right. i think of missiles that have been fired and 700 people dead in israel and and it was on a jewish holiday mind you that was the other part. you can't remember yeah just like 9 yeah. 11 was on you know it had symbolic 911 yeah. had a symbolism but you did this on a Jewish holiday. I right. mean, let's just make sure we're clear on this. This is yeah. what the terrorists do. And by the way, whenever Obama called it the Levant, that's when I oh, said, you know, gosh. ISIL and ISIS. And I remember yes. saying then, how can anybody not ask the question of what is he saying? I did yeah. because, and I had to look it up. Nobody else did. He called ISIS ISIL because that's what mm -hmm. Muslims call the Israel, yeah. the Levant, the Islamic state of Iraq and the Levant ISIL.
Mm-hmm. Go look it up. And yeah. that's what they refer to this as. They do not recognize Israel. They do not right. recognize it because they're they're Muslims. and <laughs> They just don't. Yeah. They don't have to. And, and that goes back to the... <laughs> We've talked about this before. When when Islamic nations conquer any land, oh. they consider that land theirs mm-hmm. for perpetuity. Yep. It doesn't yep. matter if it's taken back from them in war. It doesn't matter if they're beaten into. If the if the Islamic nations were beaten in, beaten to a pulp, and there were two of them meeting in a Denny's on weekends, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They'd still claim all that land is theirs. Right. That's, that's what they think. Yes. Including New York City. You know. Yes. And exactly. by the way, two different times they went after the twin towers. And that's yeah. why when they wanted to build a 9-11 mosque, you know, the, they wanted to build the mosque there at that site. And Obama was cool with that. And he was like, it's a, it's nothing but a civic center. It's, it's for the community. <laughs> like really you full, oh. you know, yeah, Mark, right. that'd make me lose my religion. Cause I hate when Dagon Ridley, <laughs> you know what, when my brothers and sisters in Christ do not stand up for what is truly right. When oh, people like Barack Hussein Obama talk about the Abrahamic faiths, you know, yeah. And that's a blurring of the lines. Go study your yeah. Bible. Study the word. Study what the so-called Abrahamic faiths are. Go look at yeah. what they are. That's the beginning of Islam right there. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. look and, at that divide. And also keep in mind that when they refer to, I, the, you're going to see this a lot in the news lately, people shouting Allahu Akbar, oh. Allahu Akbar, which does not mean God is God great. God is great. It does not mean that. Nope. No. It means Allah is greater. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Allah is not God. Allah is a false deity made up by a guy who wanted to be a respected warlord and nobody respected him. Right? So what did he do? Wait a so what did he do, Mark? He he goes into a cave. First of yeah. all, he gets an older woman to be his his financial source. He hooks up with her, and she was twenty five years older than him. And she's like, he's the guy. He's the guy. He, you know, he's going into these fits. He's having these fits of foaming at the mouth and everything else. And he's saying, if they're of God, they're good. If they're of the devil, they're bad. And she goes, well, dude, you better make up your mind, you know? And so because there was trade running up, running through here, he starts selling his brand of religion, just, just like Joseph Smith and the Mormons, just yeah. like Joseph Smith and the Mormons. And all you got to do is look at what path he took. You look at that. Look at the lies of the devil. And yeah, I mean, how Christians want because they don't want, you know what people don't have the reason Donald Trump does resonate with a lot of people is because he does have the stones to stand up. And most of us don't, most of us can be shouted down because we don't, you know why we don't have the educational background to stand up on our own two feet and claim what we truly say. We believe, uh, by the way, God said he would take care of that. He said to his own, you know, to the, the disciples are sitting there. What are we going to do when you're not here? We're stupid. We're uneducated. We got nothing without you, man. How are we going to answer any questions that anybody has about you? And he says, I understand where you're coming from, but your believers, the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you the answers. And right. you know what? If you've ever stood up for what you truly claim to believe in, if you are a true believer, that happens. And it's amazing when it does, because you're going, yeah. I don't remember learning that in Bible school. I don't remember going, I don't know, where did that come from? I better go look it up. And you go, where did it, what did I call What did I say? Jeremiah, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, it is there. You I know? haven't read that book of the Bible for yeah. 40 years. Right. And I remember every word of it now. Why? Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall reading. I remember, you know what? I remember studying that one line, but I don't remember the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. But well, we're in a Jesus weird situation. Well, back to this whole situation with Israel right now, we're in a bizarre situation right now for one simple reason. America is weak. 
America is weak. If we had a strong a nation, a strong leader, someone who would stand up to people like Hamas, this never would have happened. But the those who prey on the weak read what's going on in the United States of America and know that we're not going to fight them in the, with the strength that we would if we had strong leadership at this point in our history. They know that's not going to happen. They just saw uh, the, the Biden administration um, make a deal with Iran in a, to trade for some hostages. What was it? Eight million, eight billion dollars. Is that what it was? It was either, either yeah. six or eight billion dollars, uh, which they say, they said, uh, no, we froze it all that. We, we have frozen all that. They don't, they're not spending S6, this money yeah. on this attack. Yeah, well, six, it doesn't matter. All you did was you raised your hand and said, yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah. And Hamas said, mm, let's, Borrowing let's dark. jump. Yeah. yeah, you actually don't go to the bank with the money to borrow on no. it. You go to the bank with the sureties to say, I have this, and they're guaranteeing right. it. I need the cash now. Yeah. So the movies um, get made overseas, by the way. Hamas has been emboldened by the weakness of our nation. Yep. And they have, in turn, turned on Israel. Now, I, 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 that just makes me question the sanity of these people, because if you've ever seen how Israel responds to an attack, you don't attack Israel. I mean, because Israel... Israel hasn't wiped Hamas out and hasn't wiped all of Palestine out simply because the other nations of the world have said, whoa, buddy, hey, hold on, wait a minute, you're drunk, step back, you know, hang on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just, don't beat him up, don't go to jail for this, it's not smart, you know, that's what the rest of the world is telling Israel, don't, <laughs> pick your battles, this is not it, you know, <laughs> that's what the rest of the world is telling Israel, and at some point, at some point, you would think that the rest of the world would just say, ah, go ahead, mm-hmm. you know, But they won't because of the U.N., because of many factors. They won't do it. But that's why we have what we have today. America is weak in the eyes of the rest of the world. And the terrorists in the rest of the world, those who prey on the weak, are lashing out at those they can because we are weak. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Mark and Mac Show podcast. One of the things that uh, Mark Congleton has done in his home is, uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know that I made it look real appealing, but you've added a second dog to the uh, mix. <laughs> and I, I can't. I just can't figure out how that how I make that look like anything other than the worst possible decision of all time to have indoor dogs that start well, how, outnumbering the people. How many do you, you know? have now? Too many. I have rescue <laughs> dogs because I married Ellie Mae. Yeah. I live See, in I've it. got you. I've got you and LaDonna with your pack yeah. of dogs, yeah. right? And yeah. it's not just it's not just a certain breed. It's it's a mix. Yeah. Like it's just like, you know, it's a mix of stuff. And over yeah. at my wife's sister's place at Jenny Jenny and Mike's place, they've got like 8 or 9 dogs. Most mm. of them are dachshunds or miniature dachshunds there and the rest of them are just like, oh, uh, they f- had pity on them, found them starving on the street, yeah. that kind of a thing. Rescues, yeah. you know? And, uh, <laughs> so I kept looking well, at Cooper and Co- actually, to be honest with you, the reason we got a second dog is because Cooper was wearing me out. 
Mm. I'm just going to say it because Cooper wants a lot of attention. He wants me to play with him every day. At about a certain time in the afternoon, it's like somebody flips a switch and the dog starts going nuts. Play, must play, got to play, <laughs> play, 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 play. I'm sitting, I'm trying to gather material for us to talk about the next day. And the dog is in play mode. I must play. You must play with me. And you must do it now. And I'm going to, I'm going to whine. I'm going to bark. I'm going to bite. I'm going to do everything in the world. I'm going to make you play with me. And I started telling Jane, you know, we need to get a buddy for Cooper, somebody he can play with. That's what we did. So that's how how people end up having other children too, you know, (laughs) you know, we need somebody for Sammy to play with. Oh my. Yeah. (laughs) He's not playing with the baby, but But now we have Cooper and we have Dexter and, uh, and Dexter is a miniature dachshund Cooper, by the way, we bought as a miniature dachshund. He's not, it's, he's, he's a standard. He's, he weighs 18 pounds. Miniatures go up to 11, right? So it's funny how they sell that to you, you know, and you buy the the paperwork and well, the thing is that miniatures are bred from standard dachshunds and every now and then two miniatures can have a standard dachshund and that's what we we ended up getting but that's fine that's okay cooper's a great dog the little one though dexter he is full of energy he actually chases kimber around the house kimber i say uh, cooper around the house and uh and terrorizes him and then cooper eventually decides to play and when they start playing it's a lot of fun so that we've kind of accomplished the goal but from time to time, and you may, I, I don't hear it in the background yet, but I, I will hear it very soon from my studio here. They, <laughs> I'll start hearing that yipping noise because he realizes he's by himself and he needs some company. So uh, that may happen. At any rate, now we have not just one, but two. And uh, they're playmates and they're having a lot of fun. And uh, we haven't had uh, we haven't had any issues. I thought... I thought we were going to have some sleepless nights because of the new puppy. We had one night where we had to comfort him a couple of times during the night because he was, you know, his first night away from all the, he, he'd been sleeping yeah. in a pile of puppies, right? With his oh, mom yeah. right there for right. all this time. And now he's not. And that was the only night, that first night that we had trouble. He has slept oh, wow. through the night every night since. And, That's cool. And the only thing, the only time he gets insistent about getting up and getting out of his kennel is when it's time for him to go. So he's good. And uh, I'll post a picture of him on our social media today so you can see him. So you'll see what I'm talking about. So now we are a two-dog household. And um, for the first few months, I'm going to be tired a lot because I'm the one doing all the work. (laughs) I'll be the one doing everything to take care of the pup. You know, we uh, have a story behind every every dog we have has a story because they are rescues, you know? Yeah. And which I don't mind. Okay. But there's this look, man, dogs are cool. I like, I'm a dog person. I like dogs, but there just comes a point where when you're outnumbered, that's when it's like, (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, it's kind of like children, you know, when you're in your twenties and thirties, you can handle multiple children, but as a grandparent, they better be spread out. You know, because <laughs> one or two, you know, Braylon had LaDonna and I out playing football the other day. Okay. Yeah. And I've been sick as a dog. I can't get up. I've got a blinding headache. I, if I cough, my lung falls on the floor and I have to call EMS to come and pick it up and cram it back in my chest. I can't work. I can't. I, all I want to do is sleep. I'm an old man. 
Yeah. And he gets home from school, runs up the driveway, grabbing a football as he comes, hitting me on the head. Come on, Papa, let's play, let's play. And he gets a pom-pom because they had pep rally day at school, hands it to LaDonna <laughs> and says, come out and cheer. You know? That's what you need to combine Yikes. 500 pounds in the backyard cheering to catch a football wow. and I'm still asleep. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, it just, I need another child for him. But, uh, you know, we did the dog, the dogs, you know, with rescue dogs and everything else. It's like, I, I like the way you guys, I'm surprised Cooper is not uh, a miniature or a weenie yeah. or whatever you call those many things. But we yeah. had the same thing with Tanner. Remember my dog, my chihuahua mm -hmm. Tanner. Yeah. We, Tanner was not a rescue. Tanner was actually bought. For my mother-in-law, for Mimi, uh, her dog had passed away and she was wanting another dog. And so we went and got her in. She wanted a, a teacup chihuahua, you know, that they're, they're beautiful. Tiny, tiny ones. Yeah, yeah, very tiny, but they're really neat. And chihuahua was already one person, you know, animal and which mm -hmm. is really sweet. If you're looking for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But most people aren't looking for that, but if no. you're looking for that, yeah, that's why I said, if you're looking for it, if you don't know it, believe me, it will wear you out because they are, when they're a one, it sounds cute. Oh, they're a one person dog. They just like one person, meaning they, they love you. They bite everybody else. And, you know, at a certain point in time, LaDonna's dog that she had baby, you know, baby yeah. lived to be, I don't know, 258 years in dog years or whatever, but you know, baby bit everybody. She was an ankle biter, except for LaDonna, you know, she would never yeah. bite her, but every, everybody hated baby. And then when we got married, she loved me for some reason. And it drove me crazy mm. because she stung. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> all of our rescues and things like that's how we end up with so many, because LaDonna can't, you know, when you see a hurt dog and you pick it up, you need to have a place to take it. Not right. home yeah. is not your option home right. to, to the house where your husband lives and pays for everything and doesn't want to live in a kennel. That's not where the dog goes. That's not where you bring the dog. You bring the dog to a place that houses animals, you know, right? Look, yeah. pay for the work, a deal pay for, I don't care. I'll pay for the food for a year, whatever you got, whatever you need to house this animal. I'll pay it. <laughs> Just don't bring him to my house. My house is full. What That's are, funny. I have a whole, no, I can, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I have carpet. I yes. mean, you know, <laughs> dude, LaDonna wanted a new carpet. She wanted a new flooring. I'm like, you know what? I just walk on the sub flooring. Cause it's going to be ruined too. You know, everything's going to be ruined. It's like, yep. this look, you know what? You may as well go ahead and light a match, man. Cause this is, <laughs> this is, this house is ruined. ruined. Oh, yeah, Mass hysteria. Well, but now we have yeah. the Hank. The, now we have Hank, the English bulldog. That was yep. a, a gift, which um, I do think Debbie, I, I know Debbie's a wonderful lady, but I'm not kidding. There's a certain, I think she might've played with a Ouija board when she was a young girl, because <laughs> there's something evil about her that made her give me Hank, you know? Oh, talk about Fred Mertz. Good grief. If, if Hank had pants, Mark, they would be up yep. under his, under his yes. front armpits, man. That's right. But they would. last night he was, he I, are we allowed to say, we can say it because it's a podcast. We can say fart. Um, mm -hmm. They fart. They're farting dogs. There is, yeah. and it, there, you could call it passing gas all you want. You can call it break anything polite. You can say anything polite you want. There's nothing polite that comes out of that kid, that dog. That dog <laughs> is not polite. It's a, it's that yellow funk from the dirty kid on peanuts. It's everything <laughs> you can imagine. It's horrible. And last yeah. night, and it doesn't fade, Mark. It's not like he can crop dust. It doesn't like it just shows up for a minute and you go, wow, what was that? It stays there. And he just looks at you like, what? Huh? 
Was that? No, that wasn't me. That was you, old man. I didn't do that. That was you. I knew that was you, Dave. Don't blame that on me. Oh my god! But that's part of life with dogs. I mean, even yeah. the tiny ones. This one, this little one, this 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 guy Dexter, who, by the way, we we struggled with the name for a while, right? Yeah. Why did you go with Dexter? Well. Because of the way he looked, I'll have to, <clears throat> I'll have to find the picture that we saw of him originally. Yeah. And he looked to me they they oh. posed him, the kennel posed him with a, uh, with a little bow tie. Oh. So he's got this little bow tie and he looks like he needs a little pair of round glasses. Okay. And I said, he looks like a little Poindexter, right? Oh, okay. That's what cool. he looked like. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I thought, Oh, Dexter, that's perfect. You can call him Dex. You can call him Dexy. You can call, I mean, you can call him anything you want. He's going to come, but the he's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog, right? You call him Deck. That's a perfect name. But we almost named him Sheldon. Almost. Because we had a Cooper. I think Almost. Yeah. But, you know, hey, but Mark, even what? the little ones, I mean, he fits. He's, he can stand on the palm of my hand. He's a little bitty guy. But if he if the gas hits, clear yeah. the room, buddy. buddy. <laughs> wow. So sad. It is. So sad. Hey, I wanted to go back to something. And I, yeah. Back to you were talking about the reason we have the problem with Israel right now. Mm-hmm. from in Israel and with the terrorists uh, attacking. And it's because the U.S. is weak. Yep. And, you know, as a nation, uh, we have weak leadership. Um, we've seen this happen over the time. The only, you know, they would not have done this during the Trump years because no. same thing with Reagan. The reason yep. a lot of things didn't happen under Reagan, they might have mocked him and everything else, but they were, they knew that you know, he's I remember got the very the, the first thing that happened in his presidency. Mm-hmm. Carter had been dealing with Iran. Yep. We had hostages going on, and mm-hmm. and Reagan was elected. He's sworn in, and Iran says, "Hey, we're letting him go." Yep. And everybody because they knew so he was not. Yeah, it was, it was so was fast. Very they quick. actually accused him of negotiating that deal to hold yeah. off until after. Remember that? And there's still there are Democrats still claim that the same yeah. people who claim that. Uh, that a bunch of Christians showed up and rolled the boulder away, you know, and, right, and yeah. let him out. That's those same people claim that Reagan arranged that before the election. Yeah. But yeah. they very the old. Line, that's what they said. They, yeah. uh, <laughs> the bottom line, Mark, the bottom line always is the bottom line. The weakness of the U.S. allows this to happen. And it's something internally I look at right now. There's an article um, and I saw it floating over the weekend, and which means like on how. You know, anymore when an article gets wind on Fox news or New York times or whatever, and it gets picked up by others. And all of a sudden you see different variants of the same story. Yeah. And one of the things that there's this story about, um, in Brentwood, California, about a woman who rented an Airbnb. Uh, it was a luxury Airbnb, a guest house for $110 a night, give or take. Mm. Now in Brentwood, California, 110 a night, not too bad, actually. Uh, that's, that's right. Pretty it's great. Pretty good for Brentwood. Yeah. Um, but, Anyway, she rented it and uh, she negotiated a six month rental on this place at $110 a night. But then she stayed past that. And now it's been a couple of years and she had been in there for over 500 days without paying anything. And the guy can't hmm. get her out. Yeah. And now she's had a lawyer. He has a lawyer. And so she has fees amounting to over $20,000. Okay. The back fees for uh, it's a hundred. The rate is $105 a night. And she has, she hasn't paid past the six month rental, all that. And she's still there. And she's still right now in this, at this time of day, she is waking up in that home in Brentwood, even though she hasn't paid rent in, you know, since September of 2021. Wow. Two years. And this guy can't get her out. How can you not get somebody out of your own property? You know, how do you, and, and here's the thing, if it was me, if I did this, 
I would not allow it. It's my house. I'm going to pick you up and physically remove you. I will call a couple of friends and we're going to throw you out in the street. Now mm. you can sue to get back in all you want, but you're done. Your rent, the agreement's over. You're done. Right. Yeah. I'm not asking you politely and then going through the courts to evict you. And the reason isn't because of blind, uh, of some kind of, uh, you know, country justice. It's because that's what's right. And I'm yeah. standing up for what is right and what is my right. right. I don't care what the law says you claim to have. The law is on the side of evil. I'm not evil. I, this is yeah. my house. I rented you that room. You're done. Get out. Um, and sure, if you want to call the police on me while I throw you out, go ahead. But I'm physically throwing you out. You're, um, you're now breaking the law. You're breaking into my house. You don't have a right to be here. Mm. Now, the law says you do because you're a squatter now. And squatters have rights. All across this country, in every state of the union, somebody is squatting in a home they don't own. And the owner of that property is fighting in the court system to try to get them out. The thing is, is that when you depend on the court system to do what is in, is your responsibility, because you want to be the good guy, so you go through the court, you get what you pay for. That's mm. why this guy has somebody living in his house for a couple of years without paying for it. That's why he's in court having to fight. That's why he's spending thousands of dollars to try to get the squatter, who, by the way, is still living in his address, you know, mm. and he yeah. can't get her out. That's where, That's how we are as the United States. Instead of taking the bull by the horns, instead of grabbing and saying, get out, we then decide, well, we'll go to the United Nations. We'll, we'll let this group decide what's right or wrong. When we know what is right, we yeah. know what is truly right. And we don't have anybody willing to stand up. We have a president who can't speak a paragraph without having to take a nap or drugs. We have a senator from Pennsylvania who can't even dress himself anymore. And they laugh at us. They mock us with that. We had a president for eight years who didn't even have a wife as, a, as the first lady. She... Michael Obama has an Adam's apple for crying out loud. And they laugh at us, Mark. That's why we're weak. It's because yeah. we as a people have allowed that to happen. And until we as a people stand up and say enough's enough and we get rid of these people, you know what? Waiting for them to pass away like Diane Feinstein is not a solution. We have to vote them out. We've got to vote these idiots out. And we as American people have, we're going to have to just set aside some of our personal time of watching TV or doing whatever it is we do, cheering for Bama or, or Auburn or whatever, and get involved. We're going to have to get engaged and we're going to have to take our country back and we're going to have to do it now. It doesn't have to be a revolution with guns. It has to be a revolution with thoughts and ideas. And by the way, taking the time to actually get involved at the local precinct. We said it before, a paper and a ballot and a pencil. That's what yeah. we have to do. We got yeah. to take it back to paper and pencil. And you know what? If we take that theme and we do it county by county, community by community, we can win. And we have to do that now. I do not believe the majority of this country is as lost as our leadership makes us seem. We don't, are not as weak as they make us, Mark. We're stronger than this. I believe it anyway. And if, I, if I'm wrong, I don't think I'm wrong. I really don't. I think we are stronger than this. I agree. I think we are stronger than this. And I've, I've said it many times that we have to start at the local level at your, your, your community, your County and work our way up and be involved to pay attention. I, I forget what the exact percentage of people it is that are voting in America. Now it's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not high no. less. I think it's less than half the people in America who are of voting age actually well, do vote. I think the and, actual legitimate vote. I, I mean, I think when you talk about the fake vote, like they've yeah. done in 20, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about yeah. actual legitimate yeah. voters, people, people actually who are real people registered to vote. Yeah. I think less than half of them actually do. Yeah. And if we could just get those people right. to pay attention 
and go to the actually go to the polls and actually vote. Because I don't think I really don't think not from what I know, not from what you know, the people, you know, the communities we live in. I don't think people see the world the way the Democrats say the world looks. No, we don't I, see know, the world about that way. Two thirds, about two yeah. thirds of the uh, eligible voting public uh, voted in the 2020 election. About 66 okay, percent, right. give or take. Okay, which so I was I, a bit wrong, but still, you know, I don't know. I think you might be right. I think that six 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 might fit. You know, it. it <laughs> I think I think that bit uh, over 50 percent is probably not. They they're all. If you can go find their names on tombstones all right. over the place, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that sort of a thing. Yeah, a, you know, but. I know we're, we got to wrap this up, but the yeah. bottom line always is the bottom line. You're right that our leadership is weak. I believe you're right that we are stronger than this. I believe we're better than this. And um, I think that until we stand up and truly are willing to take the hits, um, it's, it's a shame. But you've got to be willing to stand up for what's truly right. You know the old thing, you know, if you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Mm. That's where we are. Are you going to stand or not? That's true. America needs to be strong and needs to be perceived as being strong by the rest of the world or the world around us will crumble. When you see what's happening in Israel right now, it just drives home the point that we are, have been the strength that keeps peace going around the world. And without that, we don't have peace. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. 